Welcome to Atkins Health Talks, a podcast about innovative ways to improve your health, giving you the information and tools you need to take charge of your health. Each week, we'll talk to our Atkins Health team, as well as expert guests from all over the world, giving you our knowledge and insights into various health conditions. Now, let's get on with the next show to revolutionise your health. Here is your host, Tobias Atkins. Hi, I'm Tobias Atkins, CEO of Atkins Health, and I'm super pumped to be joined here today by our resident women's health guru, exercise physiologist, and mother of 16-month-old, Nicole Harnett. Hello. We are super excited today to be able to share with you some incredible wisdom, experiences, and journeys of some extraordinary women that we've had the opportunity of interviewing over the past few weeks. From entrepreneurs to health professionals to business women to mothers, each of these has an inspirational story and a journey of wealth of knowledge, which we hope you can take away and become a superwoman within you. No matter where you are in life, age or demographic, we hope that this podcast shows you that you are not alone. No matter what you encounter and how hard womanhood becomes or is for you, we hope that this shows you that there is a way forward that is both prosperous, exciting, and fulfilling. So sit tight, tune in, and be taken through our speakers' life lessons and journeys, and hopefully, if you're open to it, become a better version of you. Our guest today's resume is nothing short of impressive. With an incredible dedication and loyalty to an industry and cause that affects an insurmountable amount of Australians. Our guest, Leah Wheeler, is the center leader of Genesis Care, the largest provider of cancer and cardiac care services in Australia. Leah has a long history of working in the hospital and the healthcare industry. She is skilled in coaching, management, account management, healthcare management, and purely just healthcare itself. With a strong professional background with a bachelor's degree focused in on accounting and business management from Charles Sturt University. Her position is responsible for ensuring business and operational excellence whilst maintaining a family culture in her team at Genesis Care. Firstly, Leah, thank you for the amazing work that I know you and your team do for Australia's most at-need clients. We really appreciate it. Thanks very much. It's a, it's a fantastic industry to be in. I think you really choose to work in healthcare. It's uh, not for everybody, but I love working with patients every day and I love seeing the satisfaction of helping them get better. It's yep. nice. So I have to ask, coming from a bachelor's degree in accounting and business management, what drew you to the healthcare industry and more specifically to oncology and cancer treatment? Um, so I've always worked in healthcare. So my mother was a nurse and I just... And, Back in the olden days, we used to get taken to the hospital and we'd help hand out meals and they'd in lunch breaks. It was pretty easy going many years ago. <laughs> and I just always wanted to work in that industry. So I started off my career as a dental assistant and then um, sort of worked in different hospitals around Australia and um, found it was so easy just to you know get in and work in with teams of people that cared about each other and their patients. So. Um, and then, to be honest, I just did accounting because I love numbers. Um, I'm just a numbers nerd. And um, it just really, it was either a nurse or um, accounting. And um, the only reason I chose accounting is because I didn't have the ability to do night shift with two young children. So that was it. <laughs> there you go. Now you've found something that's kind of almost blending both of those two careers together in some way, shape or form. That's it. And I'm, 
I really sort of fell into oncology because it was that one area. It's like, you know, when they say, you say something to the universe and it happens. I literally said, it's one area I've never really worked in. I'd love to find out about oncology and chemotherapy in that one day and see an opportunity come up. Next minute you're running a clinic in it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you think that our relationship should be with our own health? Um, I think... Uh, in this time and age, we do get caught up a little bit with work and, um, you know, for women, it's um, trying to do everything. But I think if I was, I think we're really starting to look at the work-life balance. You know, it's becoming, um, I'm hearing about it more on everybody's radar and then more businesses are looking at it. Um, our company itself has been looking at, um, you know, sharing podcasts and um, we've got apps on our phone to look at wellness and, you know, we have EAP sessions. And I think that for women, it's... Um, I think the vital thing is actually having time for ourselves when we've got children at the same time. So yeah. I'm 100% hearing you on that one. Your your time definitely gets diminished, and everybody else gets taken over. <laughs> Nicole has a young a young um, son of her own, so mm. she's speaking from experience with you there. I do say to my children, you only get 10 sick days a year, and that's shared between three of us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just all got to be sick on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love that. On that note, if somebody is dealing with cancer, who do you think should be part of their treatment team and what would you say um, or how should their relationship be with those people? Um, so for a cancer um, for a cancer diagnosis patient, um, they need a, a large team. So not only have they got their specialist who's obviously referring in their I always call the GPs the gatekeepers because people have been with their GP for 20 years. They rely on the GP to go, okay, well, this is what you've been given these options. You can go A or B. Um, I also ask, when I employ my staff at this clinic, I also make sure that everybody has a very caring soul because mm. I realise it's a very tender and delicate journey, this chapter of their life, and I want everybody to just surround them with love and hugs when they're here. And then now I think we're more looking at the holistic approach to cancer care. So we know... That when a patient's having treatment, we want to look at the exercise they do. We want to have a look at um, their diet. We want to ensure that their psychological health is is well. Um, you know, uh, we have a lymphedema specialist. So, although you're coming in here for cancer treatment, we're going to try and look up, look after all them other things that sit on the outside that we know is a either going to reduce your side effects or improve your outcomes after treatment. I love that. To me, you're kind of explaining that. Yeah, you've got cancer and we're going to we're going to look after that we're going to do our best to 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 serve you in that respect but we're also going to treat you as a human being and look after all the things that can kind of give you and put you in the best possible place as a human being um yeah so that's that's awesome and uh, i must say i i I do know and have met a a few of your team um and and you do an awesome job they are very caring and amazing people so um yeah hats off to you for choosing well yeah i I think the the emotional (laughs) sort of support um, network is a big one as well because it's not just the the physical um, treatment of the disease and, and what you're going through there, but it, it's the the backup in that yeah. sense as well to to help move yeah. forward. Like there's a, there's a few support groups out in the community, but um, it's actually I was just saying to a lady earlier, just um, making sure that our younger clientele um, sometimes they want to um, approach the social connection via you know social media and not at our actual support groups. So making sure we're actually meeting the needs of um, each of the different demographics that we're caring for as well, I think it's important. Do you find there's different responses between the younger sort of 
um, yeah, patients the, who are older? I think the older, like, so just, I'll just say, for example, for breast cancer patients, like the older ladies like to go along to the support group and have a cup of tea, you know, mm. women their age. That younger support groups looking for some social media connection, hey, who, who knows the best breast cream? Um, you know, how, how do I get my housework done? Has anyone got any suggestions for, you know, one, we're on one wage and, you know, I can get some, you know, it's just a different needs. Mm. Yeah. I think so. I just think as a, as cancer care providers, we need to be aware of, um, you know, just meeting the different needs of each of our tumor groups and age groups. I think that's awesome. I mean, I, I, um, I've actually treated a few clients um, who were diagnosed with breast cancer and um, some of the kind of comments that they made around these kind of support groups is, whilst they're amazing, um, she kind of mentioned to me that you have to be in the right headspace to want to go to them. And, and oftentimes uh, it can actually have, in, in sometimes uh, the adverse effect when the group itself, the people within it are, um, you know, having those low days, they, those kind of things can rub off on them. So, you know, it, it's interesting to see that and, and really exciting to hear that you um, and your team, you know, don't just, it's, it's not a blanket rule. It's not like, hey, here's a support group, just go to that one. Um, that's all we, we, we know of and all we have to offer. So that's really cool and really exciting um, to hear that, yeah, there's, there's that individualized kind of side of things that you guys do as well. I mean, I, I know that, but it's, it's good for the, the listeners, obviously, to hear that stuff as well. Yeah. Um, in saying that, how can we actually take responsibility or better charge and care of our own health? whether that's in more of a preventative kind of manner as well? Yeah, I think it is in a more preventative manner. So, um, you know, looking at our, keeping our, I guess it's our BMIs down. For me, that's, it's a, you know, giving myself at a, a, a proper weight. It's um, getting some exercise. I find that a stressful job or working a lot of hours. Um, the only thing that really sets me up for success is actually going for a run in the morning or doing something... <laughs> Or, you know, to just get out and about. Sometimes, I, even going for a walk in my lunch break, I found really beneficial to get through a day, to be honest. Like, it might be just a walk to the post office and back, but it's, geez, that makes a big difference to the day. Um, so that preventative health, like eating healthy, um, you know, um, I, I eat very healthy every day. Um, uh, not drinking as much alcohol. Like, I try and, for me, it's I just pick one day a week. So if I've got a function midweek, I won't drink on the weekend. I just I pick which way it's going to go. Um, and I think it's early diagnosis. I, I keep wanting to say to people, like, if you have something and it's not normal, they like, just go with the gut instinct. Like, I think most people actually know when something's not right. I've, mm. I've read so many stories where people have been to the doctor and the doctor said, oh, we think it's okay or it's just a cold, take take this. But, and they've just got, had that gut feeling and, you know, wanted to go back and make further investigation. So, um, yes, I think it's preventative and, you know, looking after our health and wellness. And I think it's also just that early identification if there is something wrong, getting onto it straight away. Mm. So Big green tick from us, by the way. That yeah. was it. <laughs> when it comes to probably more breast cancer specific, what age is it that sort of um, checks are not necessarily mandatory, but you're recommended to, to have your, your breast checked? Yeah, I think it's over 50 to have the mammogram. Um, but if you do have a family history, it's actually, you could go at any time. So that seems quite late. Yes. Um, I went and asked for one myself and they said, you know, you're not old enough yet. And I, and they said, have you got a family history? And I said, no, I actually work at a cancer centre. And that's, I, you know, it's my own anxiety, I think, that we just want to make sure everything fits okay. So I think if your aunt or your mother or something has, um, you can definitely ask and have one earlier or if you 
we were worried about something, I wouldn't put it off at all. But mm. um, yeah, I think the, the mandatory ones don't have to be fifty. Yeah. And do you um, a bit of a weird question because I, I know that um, you guys there at Genesis Care that you look after a variety of different um, clients that that uh, have been diagnosed with different types of cancers. Um, is there something that kind of stands out to you that um, be it behavioural, be it clinical, be it um, anything that that uh, you find um, kind of. Uh, you can attribute more to the women population that you guys look after um, that might be you know, valuable or, or interesting for, for the listeners to kind of be aware of when they're? Well, I think, um, well, I think the people that have taken up my gym offer have been many women at the moment. So hey, there you go. Yeah, I, I do think that women are more open to, you know, do you want to see a counsellor? Do you want to have a go at the gym? Or would you like to speak to a dietitian? I think some of the men are both areas a hesitant to go to the doctors and say hey this is not right mm. and b actually say well uh, i think it still feels blokey because the people getting diagnosed with cancer the majority are older our older population um and they are the people that don't go to the doctors routinely it's just not it's that generation that just um they didn't go unless they were really sick or you know mm-hmm. but others are sick than me and they'll go so I think uh, women are more approachable to take up offers to look at their holistic care. I think men will get there, um, but women are definitely there already, I think. We're a little slow on things. You've got to bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> if, say, for example, somebody has just been diagnosed uh, and they're about to, well, they've started their treatment or about to start their treatment and they're thinking about taking up an exercise program, um, would you have any sort of... Um, things to look out for or concerns or questions or advice for somebody who's about to sort of start into that process? Um, well, prior to um, us engaging the exercise physiologist, I did actually have a look at the Atkins website where you actually have some links to some um, papers on the benefits of exercise. So I'd be just encouraged. Like, I don't think um, exercising we can't, can be a lose. Like, it's like a win-win situation. So mm. not only... Uh, even if it was to help people sleep or, you know, to improve their cardiac health or just their mental health safe. I, I think, um, although I think a lot of people are looking for them better health outcomes with cancer diagnosis and, and obviously we've shown that exercise does help that. I think um, I think the wider effects um, would also be a win for patients as well. So I guess what we were hoping to do at Genesis was um, you walked in unless you walked out. <laughs> we want everyone to experience it, but, you know, and it might not be for everybody, but just experience and have a go and know that we care about not just your parents but we actually care um we want you to get better we want you to we don't want to see people again we you know we're one of them companies that we're happy to see people once we don't want you to come back but you know so we always say the patients on their last day goodbye um and we hope to never see you in the, again <laughs> in a lovely way because we don't Same want people way. to come back we want them to get better and you know enjoy their life and, and close this chapter mm, that's awesome it's I, I you know I, I really love hearing that kind of thing and and again um it's why we uh, you know do work together is we uh, we feel that our philosophy is really uh, strongly linked to, to what you guys are doing up there and it's it's awesome to see you know because oftentimes i feel that as allied health professionals um we unfortunately don't have quite the amount of um buy-in naturally and usually um with our patients quite as much as the medical world does so to have um you know support from from specialists that you you guys have there is is incredible because it means that 
um, you know, we get the opportunity to help these people as well, which, um, you know, is just incredible. So, um, yeah, thank you for, you, for your guys' support um, of, of us and what we do as well. It's, it's, it's definitely does not go unnoticed. So really appreciate it. I, I think when patients come for um, treatment here, the allied health service are the value adds to our treatment. Like people know they're coming, they're being treated with a, you know, a high tech machine and we're going to cure their cancer. But um, it's then value adds, like you guys coming in and helping with the exercise and the lymphedemic clinic and that counsellor and everything. They're the value adds that also make a memorable experience. Mm. A memorable experience is really not going to be treated on the machine. It's, it's going to be the things you did for you while you were here. Well, yeah. hopefully making it a um, less traumatising and less isolating yeah. experience as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's a good point. I suppose one of the, the one of the last things that I'm really interested in, and um, I oftentimes think about this, and even in the way that we treat and the things that we do, is if only I could have someone who has been with us and, and done work with us, you know, at, towards more the end of their cycle with us or, or being with us for a long time, speak to those who are just starting, if that makes sense. Um, it would it would create or, or eliminate a lot of those unnerving um, kind of situation or experiences when walking through those doors for the first time. Um, and I can only imagine that that gets magnified by about 100 um, when walking into, you know, um, Genesis Care due to the nature of the reason they're there. Um, particularly with with obviously um, the topic being women's health um, and and uh, in, in our case uh, we're talking about breast cancer particularly or, or cancer with women uh, what is it that you wish um, that you could kind of take a, a piece of advice for those who have been with you or at the end stages of your of, of treatment with you guys and just simply deliver to those who are walking in the door do, do you have something that that you you go if only they knew this um, you know, their, their journey or their life would be a lot more pleasant uh, or as pleasant as it can be when going through this situation. Is there anything that kind of sticks out? Um, the only thing that worries me a little bit, and I obviously don't say anything, but deep down if I hear a patient that um, sometimes procrastinates about what to do and I, I, I worry that people put off um, having radiation treatment because they've heard something online or they looked at Google Doctor or something like that. And I just think our doctors are using world-recognised protocols. And I just, I want to say, don't delay decisions because of, but listen to your professionals, listen to your radiation oncologist, listen to your exercise physiologist. They're not getting their information off Google Doctor. They're seeing what degrees. They actually know what they're talking about. Listen to the experts. Um, I, I just feel like a lot of people have, a lot of their friends in their ears telling them stories, but it's, everyone's so individual. Like, I, even if I, if you did the same exercise routine for somebody and I did the same cancer treatment, they're both going to have different outcomes. And I just, I just wish people would, um, yeah, listen to the professionals more and actually, um, and don't delay treatment. Mm. This might sound a bit um, naive or ignorant. Um, if somebody, for example, two people both come in with a similar kind of breast cancer, for example, is their treatment going to be the same or is it kind of like what we do where it's all tailored and it's personalised to what suits that particular person and their situation or is it this is the pathway we take to... That gets the best results yeah, coming in. Yeah, to treat it? that particular yeah. cancer. Well, there's definitely EBQ guidelines that our doctors follow, but there's... There is different courses of treatment, and it obviously depends on if the patient has um, clear margins on their breast surgery, if they have any invasions of their lymph nodes, um, you know, if there's what type of status are their disease status is. 
So every, like me, no three people, even if they had a similar breast cancer, would be have probably have the same treatment. Okay. Um, they're all very individual plans. Um, Which therefore, with everybody, with all their little pieces of advice of yeah, I've heard this and I've heard that, it's not going to be relative. Not relative. And even with chemotherapy, there's so many different chemotherapy drugs, there's so many different hormone drugs. Like um, Everybody's regime is so different. I just, I just don't... Sometimes you can listen to other people. You need to just listen to the experts. I think that's a really important piece of information there. Yeah. That it's. I mean, I had no idea that that it was it so, so tailored mm. in that sense. Yeah. Whether it was just you know you've got a few different ways of treating this, but no, there's actually quite a plethora. Everybody's shape is a different shape, and mm. some people's on the top, and some's on the bottom, and some's left, and some it's left then right, and some people have their boobs off and some leave them on. It's just so different. But yeah, your treatment is never going to be the same as anybody else's. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome advice, and, and I know it sounds quite obvious but it's like well you know these specialists didn't go and do all their training you know for all those years um to 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 basically be as good as dr google like it just doesn't make oh, any yeah. sense so like, like the registrars we have registrars through here and i go well, what year are you in there like they're in fifth and sixth year just as registrars <laughs> specialist training on top of that like mm. nobody makes a nine year commitment if they're not serious about Helping. wanting to provide the best care for a patient. Yeah, 100%. I love that. Um, that's really cool. So before I suppose I ask my, my final question, um, which is the big doozy, um, how do uh, the, our listeners potentially you know, get more information, learn more about you know, yourself, Genesis Care, and what you guys are doing there? Um, how, how, how can they find out more? Okay, so um, at Genesis Care South, what we're located at 39 White Street South, what we have free on-site parking, um, initial con- um, you need a referral from a GP or a specialist to come into our centre um, and we have a free consultation so if you just want to get a second opinion or you're just not sure about something and you can call up and have an appointment with an oncologist and they will give you, um, you know, you might have two or three options that are available for you and in not all cases uh, is radiotherapy a suggested um, treatment delivery pathway. We sometimes have patients and we just say well You've had a mastectomy, and your cancer type actually doesn't, you wouldn't get any more benefit from radiation therapy. So, there is people that will come along for a consultation and will say, you know, it, this is just not the area that you need for your journey. So, mm. come along, um, have a chat with somebody, don't delay anything. Love that. And and this may be incredibly ignorant of me as well, and um, but. Do they have to have a diagnosis kind of before seeing you or a referral from their GP or, or, or can they just yeah. kind of ring up and, and just organise a, a consult with one of the specialists? Yeah, you will need a referral from a GP or a mm-hmm. specialist and you will need a diagnosis and the diagnosis okay. would have been from a biopsy or it would be from an imaging scan. So you might have had an MRI or a CT that showed up something or it might just be, it could be a skin cancer with um, yeah, the doctor, the GP would give you a diagnosis. So yeah, you really need something for us to go from um, before the doctor actually prescribe the course of treatment. Yeah, no, that makes it, it makes complete sense. No, that's awesome. Awesome. All right, the final question before we, we thank you and bid farewell. Um, what is it the one thing that you were hoping to achieve for women's health? The one thing I was hoping to achieve is uh, I, I want to see the end to breast cancer and gynecological cancer, which oh, I've been nice. talking about today. So I'm hoping um, we just get out that early diagnosis um, and identification of disease earlier. I hope women make the time for themselves to have their mammograms and have their pap smears. And um, I know it's a busy time raising children, so uh, get out there and look after yourself as well. 
I know that all too well. No, no, that's awesome. Uh, thank you very much. That's that's an awesome advice. And um, geez, that'd be incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, um, Leah, for spending the time with us. I know you're an incredibly busy woman doing incredible things out there for all of Australia. So um, we will let you go. But um, once again, from the call myself, thank you so much for for spending the time with us. Yeah. Thank you for all your insight. It's been quite an eye opener as well. Thank you very much. Thank you for partnering with us. I love working with you guys. Thanks for joining us on Atkins Health Talks. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe. Check us out online and on all the socials. Also, if you want more, we have free courses and events on our website, or you can call us on 13,000 Atkins. Keep revolutionising your health, one day at a time. Love your body because you only have one. And we'll catch you next time on Atkins Health Talks.